This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. This is your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by a, everybody. Everybody is here. Everybody is. I am joined by Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? Special Mikey. Hey, everybody. Kersey Smurf Erica. Hola. And David Theobald, the fifth host that I'm mentioning this morning. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm so happy that I got to make that joke. Yes, badum dish. <laughs> we are doing an episode this morning on... What are we doing an episode on? I don't remember. Really? Oh, it was... Oh, geez. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. know, Mikey. Uh, Mikey, what are we well, doing an episode on, Mikey? Yeah. It must, it must about be, coats? It must not yeah, be that important. something about coats, right? If we can't remember, it must not be important. Mikey, oh, do you remember? Oh, I know. I, know. I remember I what it was. Dicks. We're doing an episode on dicks. No, no, no. Okay, that was... Get out their ruler. <laughs> I got to get my yardstick. <laughs> it's not that big. I ju- it's not that big. I just have an issue. <laughs> no, it's that wide. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only when All you look right. at it. Uh, that's why we call you yardstick. <laughs> We're professionals. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm a yardstick. So, um, Mikey, I took hosting from you this morning because, you know, this is a really important topic to you. And um, I knew you'd want to focus more on talking about it than managing the episode. So um, what are we talking about this morning? Well, you see, Brian. We're talking. We're actually talking about what if there was a season two to Firefly, like things where we want to, where we would want have wanted to see the show go, where we thought it could have been going. That's Maybe enough of that. Not- <laughs> but first, but first, but first, we're gonna play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? Where each host talks about the nerdiest thing they did in the last week or two weeks, and we vote on it using the Mike Myler patented widget system. Hindu Anthony, I'm first. <sighs> Shh, I already knew that. Okay, so the nerdy thing I did, um, I was trying to decide which of these two things is nerdier, so I picked one. I, I'm back into doing 40K again. Yay! Uh, Yay! I've been doing a lot of painting, but the nerdy thing I'm going to say is, so my parents came out to visit, so this last weekend, me, my dad, and my girlfriend all played a game together. It was me and my girlfriend on one team against my dad. Um, yeah, he owned, right? Oh, no, we, wow. we, we, we slaughtered the shit out of him. For real? He killed, like, I think one of my girlfriend's units and one of my units, and we almost tabled him. Holy shit. 
Yes, yeah, so I brought um, some demon prints in big tanks, and that was it. Like literally, I brought like four models, and or I brought like five models, and they were like, "What the fuck, Anthony?" And Leslie brought a bunch of stuff, but Leslie and I had a strategy beforehand. I was like, "I'm gonna rush all my big things forward," and he's gonna go. I need to focus all those big things, which is what he did. And then she's gonna come in with all her little guys, not realizing that they were really the threat because all her little guys brought in like I don't know over a hundred shots a turn. So he was so focused on the big things that he didn't realize that she was coming around and she basically came to his side and just blasted the fuck out of him. He even had a lot of his characters who were kind of the linchpins of his army. Um, He didn't screen them properly because he had everything to my side. So he left some of his important characters unprotected and she just came in and was like, dead, dead. So the strategy worked very well. I uh, and my stuff, obviously being Nurgle and demons, were like way too tough. Like so, he seriously shot at one of my tanks. All his entire army's worth of shooting in like one turn and killed one tank, just one in an entire turn. So nice. she was able to she was able to just massacre the shit out of things while I basically just tanked damage the whole time. <laughs> you literally tanked. Yeah, literally tanked with tanks. And a demon prince. The demon prince killed the incarn with um, seven lucky five-up rolls. I, I rolled seven five-ups. It was amazing. So that was the nerdy thing I did. David, what was the super awesome nerdy thing you did? Beat uh, that, David. Okay. Um, I've got a, I've got a big one, and I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, first honorable mention, I bought a drinking horn. Uh it's actually you like son a son of a bitch. It's it's not it's not a, a horn of the traditional where you need a holder. It's like it's a cup that actually has a flat bottom, but it's made hundred percent of real bullhorn. <laughs> oh, you got a horn mug? Yeah, I got a horn mug. Oh, with the bent handle and everything. It's awesome. Oh, that's a that's a little bit different than a drinking horn, but kudos anyway, True. that's pretty cool. I will post a picture to the Facebook later. Um for my nerdy thing though, I started a fifth ed campaign with some old friends of mine from back at Cal State Long Beach Anime Club. And we're playing uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And it's a bunch of people that haven't played in a long time. And it's it's going quite well so far. They seem to be into it. That sounds super fun. I heard, yeah. that, I heard that adventure's really good. It is so far. Uh, it's great because it actually uh, lets you meet everybody. And you learn a lot about what's going on in Waterdeep. And you actually get to meet Zolo, the guy who wrote The Guide to Monsters. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he's uh, actually, get to he's meet, actually um... the first guy that gives you a quest. Don't you actually get to meet Jarlaxle? Uh, yeah, you also, I believe, get to meet Xanthar. <laughs> Do you get to meet the goldfish? Uh, of course. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> I mean, we all know the goldfish is the one actually in charge anyways. My favorite thing about the goldfish is when the goldfish die, the thieves have to rush to replace it with an identical goldfish before, before he, he finds out. Yep. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Yeah, so that's mine. Uh, Erica, what you up to? Well, this isn't going to be a surprise for anybody because I already told you guys, but the listeners don't know. So uh, I was uh, published uh, for the first time, and I now work for a national news organization, for uh, Great Daily. So uh, I wrote my first awesome. article. Yay! Yay! That is so awesome. So I'm super excited for multiple reasons. One, because uh, the editor-in-chief loved my article, which I was very excited about it. And then um, the other thing is that uh, I get to, um, so 
they have people that reach out to them. We want to promote this. We would like you to do an article on this. Um, so I've already had a few things passed off to me that I'm working on. Uh, one of the most exciting one to me is um, Netflix reached out uh, about the Umbrella Academy, wanting uh, us to cover that. And since it's a Dark Horse comic, I'm trying to get a hold of Dark Horse so that I can uh, get an interview there. And and it's just really, really exciting. It's something like I don't think I knew I wanted to do until I did it. And now I'm like, it's the only thing I want to do. So it, it's really, really exciting. It's so cool that you're that you're doing the Dark Horse thing, being that I live next to them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. They had they had brought it up and I was like, isn't that a that's a dark horse comic, I'm pretty sure. And I'm gonna be in Oregon. I was like, I wonder if I can just swing by the headquarters and interview somebody about it. I mean so it, it doesn't it's sound like the worst cool. idea. Yeah. Well I I reached out to their marketing, um, and I'm just waiting to hear back. So but that is my nerdy thing. I am a uh journalist. Like Ooh. so yay. Yay! <laughs> but Mikey, what was up with you? Bought a hat. Ha! No, it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I knew it. You win. <laughs> we, we were all we were we were all together for the first time in a long time. I had to say, uh, but no, for my, <laughs> but uh, no, my honorable mention is a lot like uh, David Theobald, David Theobald the Third. Sorry, I had to do it, buddy. No worries. I'll get you some ghost nickels. <laughs> good, good. Um, I mean, we're like doing throwbacks. um i did get i got myself a drinking horn as well oh sweet uh, i didn't realize how big of one i bought until i I poured wine into it and i realized oh i'm drinking an entire bottle of wine right now (laughs) ah it was it was great um no but the uh my other one is gross you're gross no but my real one is as you all know me and my wife have recertified and we're in the process of trying to adopt children and I was sitting down thinking about it and I was like, well, I could, if we get them old enough or if, you know, I, my cards are played right and they, and they grow and as they get older, I could make them, I could make a total Pathfinder uh, campaign using just the kids. So I was started thinking, I started thinking up uh, kids, uh, a kids campaign for Pathfinder. That is a cool idea. That is good. Um, I would personally, I'd start with like one of the Weeby Goblins or something, but that's me. That that was a thought that I had. So I, there's two of them now. There's Weeby Goblins too. Yeah, that's true. I so I did that. So that was a thought that crossed my mind. Then my other one was uh, is me spitballing my ideas for the uh, first campaign. Um, one thing I would recommend you do is um, post and dig around in the Paizo forums. Um, some people have done some younger kids character sheets and ideas for doing younger kids where the character sheets have like coloring pages. Oh, see, thank you. That's this is awesome. also, see, I always knew, I always know when I have an idea, you guys can totally supply with uh, extra add-on. Yeah, message me sometime and I'll see if I can dig up the person who did it. I, I, I don't remember who it is off the top of my head, but I think I can dig through my Facebook stuff and find it because I'm, i i used to be in communication with them quite a bit when i was making handouts awesome so yeah that's that's actually what i've been doing for the about a week and a half now just spitballing ideas for that but uh, enough about me brian what's nerdy with you well i don't know if i compete with everything here i mean anthony destroyed his dad in 40k david is got drinking horns and he's playing D. Got Erica, who's finally realizing her unknown dream. 
and Mikey bought a hat. So, um, <laughs> I, um, I went, so I went to PaizoCon and, um, that in itself was, was nerdy, but, um, the, the thing, so we went through the whole weekend, Heather and I did all sorts of cool stuff. And when we were on our last day on Monday, completely exhausted, not having any clue what we were going to do, we decided to sit down at a Pathfinder 2nd Edition Delve. And we were playing this Delve, and it was like the beginner Delve, and we're running around, and all of a sudden they tell us our GM is going to be traded out for the head of Paizo customer service, Cosmo, and he sits down and says, are you all ready to die? Cosmo's rail- <laughs> oh, Circus amazing. of Railroad Death is on its way. Holy <laughs> shit! And literally says... Railroad tracks appear in front of you and tell you to go to this store. And a big neon sign pops up above the door saying, Boss in room, die here, die here, die here. (laughs) That's awesome. And we go in and he drops on the table. He drops a freaking anthropomorphic mastodon that's painted in rainbow clown colors. I mean, seriously, a mastodon with big red nose and rainbow hair and um, a giant and um, it has a flask on its side and it's painted to be a whoopee cushion. A Pixar didn't happen. Bro. I posted them on Facebook. I'll, I'll repost them to the a Nerd Podcast radio page. But there you, uh, go. Yeah, you all that. should have access, have have had access to this already. I don't remember. So I don't either, which is weird. Damn uh, Facebook it, and its algorithms. Anyways, let's see I'm scrolling, 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 found it. And copying link, posting in the Skype chat. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Holy that is, shit. That is just great. And I will repost that to the Nerd Podcast radio page. Wow. Um, all that's playing in my head right now is all aboard the murder train. He sang that. You're and, kidding. And no. He sang Funky Town. Um, we got attacked by laughter. We stepped on whoopee cushions. Um, we got confetti of death. Um, and then we got hit by his big freaking clown hammer. That um, had been one of the best games. Well, being that we were first level. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It was pretty fun. Um, Heather and I died. Two people got away. One person and the only reason we died is because we didn't think running away was an option. We just were like, oh, we're supposed to die on our last day of Pizacon. <laughs> oh, boy. We had so much fun. Oh, that um, sounds like it was, I was great. I was playing Sela the Paladin, and Heather was playing Valoros. And because of her gameplay in that, play, in that um, delve, she decided she wants to play a fighter in second edition. So... It was it was a win, and um, the action economy is so much better. It, it was a lot of fun, and it wasn't the playtest; it was the actual second edition game. Yeah, I'm still dubious. Yeah, oh. cool. I thought second edition sounded cool. To me. Yeah. Second edition does sound cool to me, but I I, I don't think I, I'm gonna I, jump to it yet. I like fifth ed more than I would than I like the second ed, especially after all the playtest. I haven't seen the new stuff, but from the playtest left a very bad taste in my mouth. I didn't. I like the idea is they were using in the playtest. I'll have to check out a full-fledged se- uh, second edition, but I'm I'm still going to hold on to I'm still going to hold on to first edition. I'm I'm enjoying it. So um now it's time for voting. Um Anthony, you have six widgets. Where do you put them? Make it quick. 
<laughs> um, I mean, I'm probably gonna give three to Brian because that just sounds awesome. Uh, that game he got is, murdered. That sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to die. That's my son. He is saying hello to everyone. Hi, Oliver. I'll give you got three more. I'll give two to David Theobald the third because I mean, come on, he drank from a horn and played D D at the same time. Super nerdy. And then I'll give one to myself because uh, I'm a selfish prick and I'm I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If you want to win, that's not how you win. Well, I'm not I'm not being like I'm not cheating. I could give all six myself, but I, I think that's kind of somebody, cheating. Somebody, somebody's David. cheating by taking my votes away. I'm watching them disappear. <laughs> Go, David. Okay, I get six. I give one to everybody and a second one to Mikey. Mikey, it's been too long, man. I missed you. Uh, it's been very, very much too long. All right. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Erica, gonna give. Up. I didn't record um, David's votes. Who got them? What? I was <laughs> wrestling with the with somebody who was trying to edit the voting system while Every, I was. Editing. Everybody, everybody gets one, and Mikey gets the extra. So okay. He gets two. Okay. Sorry about that, <laughs> Erica. <laughs> um, Brian is gonna get two because that's a really cool story, and I love it. And I'm going to get two because um, I was really, really excited and I'm excited to continue my journey in it. And I'm going to give one to Mikey because I love the I I love getting kids involved in gaming. I think I, I just think it just sets them up for success and the ability to think outside the box. In, in life and I just think it's a really good thing and then I'm going to give the other one to David even though it's not really a drinking horn I think it's still very cool thank you <laughs> it's not a drinking horn but it's cool oh shut up it is totally Mikey? a drinking no it's cool I, I think Mikey. it's a drinking horn I love it Mikey you're up uh, let's see here you played Waterdeep Dragon Heist so that is actually one I've wanted to try for 5th edition so David gets two thank you Erica gets two because uh, she's living out a dream she didn't realize she had. And then Anthony and Brian both get two because I love you guys. That's love eight. you too. <laughs> you said they each get two? Well, yeah, because I have that six. That was eight. That was that's, eight. That's widgets. eight. That's yeah, eight, eight. Bro. I thought I had. No. Okay, I miscounted. Okay, then they both get one. There we okay. go. <laughs> I really thought I, I totally miscounted that. Mm. Uh, I guess it is still too early. Um, I'm going to give. Oh my God! The cat is scratching at the door. I am going to give. <laughs> I, um, I give Momo a negative widget. Momo's scratching at the door, like, "Come on, I need to get on that desk. I gotta unplug your mic." <laughs> <laughs> I am going to give three widgets to Erica for um, an amazing accomplishment. I am going to give. Um, um, you know, I was really impressed by Anthony for getting together with his dad and playing, so I'm going to give him the other three. Yes. That's nice. really cool. Um, And that leaves... Oh, wow. That's a three... No, Erica won. <laughs> I was about to say it's a tie, but Erica won by one widget. Yay! And I'm going to give my negative widget to Erica, making it a four-way tie. Yay! <laughs> Mikey. So, uh, so this, I'm, this the, oh, I'm, I'm the only loser in this episode. <laughs> awesome. This week's widgets are brought to you by Chernobyl <laughs> for that extra radioactive <laughs> taste. I haven't seen it. Good. Well, it's, we're it's, act- it's good. Go watch it. 
Actually, we have a contract. It's probably the most terrifying thing I've ever watched. Well, one of the things is we have a contract with HBO where we provide all the widgets to create the radiation on set. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those Geiger, those Geiger counters are going off for realsies. Yeah, for realsies. From, from our widgets. And, and Mikey, Mikey, yeah. you didn't lose because you won in the eyes of the children. Oh. That actually no. makes no, really, really, you lost. You <laughs> Brian, no, you, you lost. You lost. <laughs> this is the end of your road. You will so, not be the next top show. So um, we actually have a topic to talk about today. So I just wanted to say a little bit about this. So 17 years ago, we had some amazing events in TV. The Price is Right had its 30th anniversary. I remember that. Fam- Family Jeez. Guy was canceled. And then brought back. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had its final season. Oh, my heart. Stargate SG-1 moved to the Sci-Fi Channel. Remember that. Monk had its first season. Hey, Monk. Yeah. In- Inuyasha debuted on Cartoon Network. That was uh, 17 years ago? Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Jeez. And, I, feel, I feel a lot older now. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> oh, man. I love that show. Don't judge and me, none of you. And we had a laundry list of cancellations. The animated what? show The Tick, Lex, Dark Angel... The Xbox. Uh, no, I liked Dark Angel. Dark Angel is the shit. I actually yeah. have it all of it on DVD somewhere. Nice. The X Files. No Ally McBeal. Earth Final Conflict. Mm, I remember that. Felicity, I do. Felicity. Because yeah. she cut her hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg the Bunny. I liked that one. Power Rangers Wild Force. Yeah, Red Ranger's in prison now for stabbing his roommate. And Invader Zip. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's so random. It's such no, a yeah, yeah, the, the wild trap on his drop on his. Why do you yeah. know that? <laughs> yeah, the wild forest red ranger is in prison for stabbing his roommate with a sword, no less. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. He shouldn't be in prison. Wow. He should be propped up as a hero of the country. Why? Why do you know that off the top of your head? I is, like. Is that power. one of those random facts you have prepped or something? I just I like Power Rangers, and it was just something I happened upon. I read the Power Rangers comics. You really think I'm not going to know that? That last time I talked to Mikey, he was like, hey, the the Red Ranger from Power Rangers Wild Force is in prison for stabbing his roommate. And I said, I didn't even know that was a show. <laughs> oh, oh, right. What I told you was uh, the, the Ninja Storm Red Ranger had passed away. And you were like, oh, they had one of those? <laughs> Well, I mean, they're, contra- they're contractually obligated to always have a Red Ranger. So. Oh, yeah. So I got, I got one more, and Invader Zim was canceled. Aw. And in the void of all these shows, we were then introduced to A Light in the Darkness, an amazing space western about rebels, outlaws, and adventure where the only constant was that space would always be a place of freedom. And then it was canceled. <laughs> Damn you, Rupert Murdoch. Damn you to hell. <laughs> I'm putting you up there with Judas Iscariot. Yeah, it was it was kill it was ahead of its time and it got killed too soon. Oh yeah. So we're gonna People celebrate ready. We're gonna celebrate Firefly and Serenity and imagine where this show could have gone if Fox hadn't pressed the delete button. So yeah. let's start off with Anthony. What was your introduction to Firefly? I'm gonna so my quick. intro was actually Michael Sanders. I had never seen it. Uh, so I saw it actually post-canceling, so I'm one of those people responsible for being canceled because I didn't watch the show. <laughs> um, Michael was like, oh my god, blah, 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 Firefly. I'm like, what's that? And Michael's like, the fuck is wrong with you? Here's the DVD. Threw it at me. I was like, you go home and you watch it. Watch it right now. 
That's why I watched it in, in an entire weekend, and I was like, this show's amazing! Where's season two? And Michael's like, <laughs> oh, I gotta make the news deal. <laughs> I burst you know, into tears. Oh, it's terrible. It, I just want to let y'all know that it sounds like Anthony's just making a comical event, but I was there. Mike, I, Mikey really did. We was like, this show I, is amazing. You must watch it. <laughs> I, I I believe you. I, yeah. I, that's totally yeah. something Mikey would do. Yeah. Yep. And then and watch then, it and then come back to me. Yeah. And then yeah. And then the next week, I was like, "That's amazing." And he's, I was like, "Where's the Where's the other seasons?" And Michael's like, "So here's the bad news. When I break it to you." <laughs> yeah. So here's Anthony, the bad what news. you're saying is Mikey sets you up for failure. Well, he set me up for sadness, a lifetime of sadness. That's what he did. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm, well, I'm a drug dealer. I, he said, I, I yeah. I, I I gave him I gave him one of the greatest ties in the universe and told and then told him yeah. he's gonna have a lifetime of withdrawals. Yeah, he just sent me up to a lifetime with, of sadness forever did and he ever. Follow up, but with they made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I found that out later. Actually, he did not tell me about the movie at first. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I was trying to save him from a relapse. <laughs> yeah, of of watching uh some watching somebody die, leaf on the leaf on a wind. Oh man! Uh, you know, you tell Reavers tell tell uh, Reavers clean their spears. They put them through the wash. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't Mel taken Serenity out in a while? She needs a wash. <laughs> okay, David, how did you get into the Fly of Fires? Uh, I was an original day. I watched the uh, trade job as the first episode pilot on Fox when it debuted. I've loved the show ever since its creation. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was huge, and I was devastated when it was. Came. I was it was you know I've I've taken the loss of actual family members better. <laughs> Can you talk about that a little bit? How did you actually feel when it happened? I was just completely distraught. Of wait, why would you destroy something that was so amazing? And it. I mean, I was so ecstatic when the movie was announced afterwards. I even gave some money to the uh, the Kickstarter or whatever that it was at the time to uh, help fund the movie because I wanted it to be so I wanted it to be so badly. So yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been so a brown coat. I've been a brown coat forever. So all I see is like David standing at the mailbox with the money order, and then he's like, "This movie's getting made." <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's that's kind of how that went. Like, need my oh, help? Man. All right, I'm on this. Let's go. I got this. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, uh, Erica, where did uh, you discover Firefly? Um, I came into the fold a lot later, kind of like Anthony. Um, I think it was probably about, let's say, seven years ago. Um, one of my best friends and, and to me, brother in life, Elijah, um, he was like, hey, have you, you, know, have you seen Firefly? Because uh, we were talking about the X-Files. And he's like, have you seen Firefly? And I was like, uh, no, no, I haven't. And he's like, oh, you really need to watch it. But he didn't set me up for a lifetime of pain. He said, I just want you to know it's not complete because they canceled it. And uh, I was like, oh, so you want me to get into a thing? And he's like, well... It's worth watching. Just as you're watching it, just don't get too invested. And I was like, okay. And so uh, when I did that, <laughs> I was not too invested, which is probably why I'm not as passionate about it as you guys are. But I think it's a very solid show, and I think they did a vast disservice uh, to all the actors and to the community uh, of nerds in general 
because it just, I mean, when it aired, it aired at episode two, not even episode one. So not even their pilot got aired. Uh, so it was just like, what you're thrown into it. Like what the fuck is happening? And then they just kind of skipped around. There were a lot of mistakes yeah. with it. Um, the pilot did air, just not as the pilot. They turned it into the season finale. Yeah, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is you didn't have it wasn't like like Buffy where you had like a beginning and you oh. knew this was the beginning and everybody was introduced and every you know you were just kind of thrown into this thing. So I think I think Fox set themselves up for failure, but it, well, it's it's a great show. It was definitely the executives not listening to reason. They had their own yeah. ideas, and it was I, bad. I think I think somebody hated Joss Whedon. There's something to be said for that. I really it's do. Possible. It's possible. All right. So passing it on, Mikey. I was a. I was an original. I was an original brown coat. I I I watched them when they were fresh. Ooh, and high five. oh yeah. Train job confused me because I was like, damn, did I miss the first episode of this thing? Right? It's awesome. It's like, wait, I thought this was the premiere. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I miss the episode? Like, if uh, if it had been like now nowadays, I would have been I would have been like, did they Rick and Morty us? Is the first episode on YouTube? But uh, no, I just I loved did it. It was just, great. And then did you just ask if if Firefly Rick and Morty us? Even though well, I said if it was now, no, no, if it was no, if it was nowadays, like, did they Rick and Morty us? Did they put the got it? Okay, literally just throw you in the he middle used of it without Rick and Morty as a verb. Yes, yep. You used Rick and Morty as a verb retroactively. <laughs> I know. I, I'm impressed. You know, it was good. <laughs> See, I, I got my moments. Um, I would also like to point out that the fact that our pop culture is to a point where we can use a show as an idea in a verb is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. the, oh, oh the times we live in. <laughs> oh, but yeah, and you know, I, I went through my withdrawals when the when this show when I found out the show was canceled because I was so looking forward to a season two and getting you know wondering why they had something that should have been the premiere as the finale, but. And then the movie happened, and I was had my brief moment of eternal joy. And then, you know, spoilers, you know, some people get impaled on giant spikes, and it broke my heart. Wait, what? They do? How dare you? <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was my introduction to it, and I have been a brown coat since the moment I saw the, the opening the uh, opening theme song. So, but uh, Brian, what about you? What 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 brought you to Firefly? Uh, I saw the movie. You're a oh. movie first guy? Oh yeah. my god. So uh, Mike, Mike, apparently you and I are the only good ones here. <laughs> no, no, it gets better. I, I, I oh, knew man. about the show. I knew about the show. I was really invested in Buffy at the time when it came out. And I saw that they were doing a new Joss Whedon show. And the, the commercials made me not interested at all. They didn't really push it for how amazing it was. Job, they were Paul. just like... Western in space, Western in space, Western in space over and over again. And I went, I don't like Westerns and just didn't watch it. <laughs> and I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I talked to people about it, too. I was like, yeah, you Joss Whedon has a new show. It's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah, so you and I had you and I had the exact opposite reaction to that commercial. I was like, Western in space. Cool. I was like, well, you know me. So I was like, oh, Western in space. So yeah, but both Brian and I do not like westerns. So you have to understand that's why we came to the party well, late. Hold, well, Erica, one real quick question: do you, Have you seen Tombstone? 
I have. It's actually one of the only westerns I don't dislike. Oh, thank God. Oh, we, I, I, I will continue loving you. Is that the one where they say this town ain't big Fucking enough for shit. the both of us? <laughs> By the way, Anthony, yeah. I've been meaning to, Anthony, I've been meaning to ask you. Did you guys take that copy of Tombstone home with you when you guys left that last time? Uh, that no, party? No, and we still, and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, we still need to watch it. And I and I was looking for that DVD like two days ago, and I was like, where the fuck did we put it? Ha. Huh. Well, you no, know, I Tombstone was... is actually a very good movie, and I think. Uh, uh, God, I can't think of his name. The guy that plays Doc Holliday. Or, uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer makes that whole fucking movie. Oh, I am um, the best Doc Holliday of all time. I wasn't done with my story. I know. I was gonna say. I'm uh, sorry, Brian. Oh yeah, Brian. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so I went. I saw commercials for this movie, Serenity, and I'm like, oh, a space show. That looks cool. So I go see it, and I have no idea that it's connected to Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm watching it and i'm like they're in a firefly ship they're saying the ship's a fire is this that show <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny, that's so funny. <laughs> why would they make a movie out of it and then wow. i i i went and watched the whole show after and it's it is that good but yeah i i think i was a victim of how bad fox's marketing was yeah i think fox just was in a tiff with Whedon, they completely screwed that show <laughs> for no reason. So, um, d- um, let's start the round robin again, Anthony. Um, what's special about the show to you? Um, I mean, really, I, I think I think the part of it that's the most special. I mean, it's a good show. It's a great show, and I really loved it. And and I'm sad it got canceled. But I think the most special part really is the connection it made for me and friends that like it. Um, because you know. It it is one of the shows that like it got a little bit more popular afterwards, but it's not the most popular. So there's a lot of in jokes, a lot of a lot of like uh hey, hey remember that thing? And um I, I like being a part of that, like, you know, that little in crowd thing of like, I get the stuff Especially yeah. amongst my friends, like, you know, there's all you know, everyone can always be like brown coat. Well I agree I with you. I have a I have a, a a shirt that just says shiny on it. And yeah. some people get it, and some people don't. Yeah, see, see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a Blue Sun t-shirt somewhere that, that only some people seem to understand where it's from. Yeah, right. see, that's a good way to know who's a cool person and who's not. <laughs> I have a I have a shirt that defines it. Brian knows. Did, didn't you used to wear that to the con? Which one? The Blue Sun t-shirt? Yeah, I've worn it more than once. Yeah, I, I think I may have met you while you were wearing it. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, um, but as far as the show goes, like what makes it like as as a show, I think what I what I felt was really special about it and really awesome was it took the the hero trope and it twisted it. Like not that the characters are anti heroes, but they're not. It made them more human, basically. Like you you see a show like this and you expect Mal to be this this amazing brave never cowardly guy, and there's been multiple cases where he's like. Like, I think one of my favorite scenes was when he was having a really rough time finding that one guy. And they're like, no, no, don't help him. He needs to do this on his own. He's like, no, I don't. Help me. Help me. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the defining scenes. And I, and I love that because it, like, 
because it's one of those things of like uh, I I like that idea of taking mm. the tropes that you normally see. This is why I actually like the new Star Wars as opposed, to, even though everybody seems to hate them. But I like taking uh-huh. tropes like established things in 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 story and lore that everyone's like, yeah, that's just how that's supposed to be, and going like, nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Fuck it, I'm going to do it different. Especially when it comes out well. A lot of people try to buck trends, but sometimes it comes out bad. And I think Firefly did it well. Um, so, David. I agree with you, Anthony. I, okay. I, have, to, I have to agree with Anthony. The, the fact that they're not just characters. They are human beings. They make yeah. decisions. They make bad decisions. They have stuff that goes wrong and deal with it. They, have, they, they triumph. They fail individually. It's, I mean, the, the, one of the first episodes when uh, – um, uh, the big job when they when they do they stealing all the drugs from the hospital. I can't remember the name of the episode. Good. Oh, I can't remember uh, the name of it either. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. When when Jane d- betrays them and Mal threatens to suck him out the airlock of the ship. It's, it's a very human moment of dude. What the hell? <laughs> and yeah. the conversation between the two of them. They're both clearly friends. They both have this deep love and respect for each other. And the one is like, dude, you just stabbed me in the back. I have to do this. Yep. <laughs> And dude, I can tell you right now, he would have done it. There's no, there, there was no idle threat there. He was gonna do it. Oh, absolutely. And then Jane's, uh, Jane's talk about how he wants them to remember him better. You know, don't tell him what I did. Is what real, uh, you know, it's like, all right, fine, I'll give you another shot because you're remorseful about it. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the human moments make the show so good, and they're, they're just, they're written so well, and the conversation between the characters is great. They all start developing their, their own. Um, they they all mesh together. They start developing uh, as it shows with a lot of the great TV shows lately. Uh, the characters will start taking on the traits of the others after they've been together for a while, which is what groups of friends do as well. It's awesome. It's true. Well, and what I find funny about that whole thing is um, nowadays people are begging for things like that, like oh we want more, we want our heroes and our villains and blah, things to be more human. We want it to feel more human. We don't want these yeah. tropes anymore. We don't want these blah 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 anymore. And it's that's, like that's, 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 that's big that's, now, but it oh, was yeah. like. They're one of the first shows to kind of do that. And that's they one of the reasons why I say it was it was way ahead of its time. Had that show come out, you know, a couple years ago, we'd be on season five or six and it'd be going strong. And that that's just the difference of the time. It was the world the world of entertainment, the world of where people were and in, in their ability to enjoy things and the way the company represented the show just didn't mesh right. Then yeah. it should have come out on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix wasn't wasn't a thing back then. It's that's I know, I know, but now, like if it came out now it'd be on Netflix and then Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, they'd be on like season four right now. (laughs) Yep. And it'd be beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Erica, where'd you get uh, where did you uh, what's uh, one of the things that you love about uh, Firefly? (laughs) I think uh, what really caught uh, my attention and what it makes it special to me is in true Josh Whedon fashion, the women are very strong independent characters. So for me, that's that's obviously something I can gravitate to and I can relate to. But they're also, into Anthony's point, very human. Um, they have their flaws and their weaknesses, and they have their doubts about themselves, as all the characters do. And I think that's, you know, really what makes it, you know, relatable. Kind of like, a, I don't know if you guys have seen the new Star Trek Discovery a lot of the characters in the new Star Trek Discovery are like that as well. And I think that's why I really like that show. I know a lot of Trek fans are like, no, it's not canon, and blah, 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 and I hate it very much like those Star Wars fans. Um, But I believe in taking something as it is 
and you know you're allowed to recreate something and in that humanity in those characters is what makes them amazing so i mean that that's what made it special to me mikey what about you and you have to keep it to like two minutes it it was it was just a it was just a gift (laughs) it was a gift (laughs) right um what makes it uh, we just listened to mikey weep for two minutes straight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was gorgeous it was beautiful it was gifted to us from the Whedon and it gave us things like Nathan Villian and it was it was just this beautiful touch of life in space no but seriously um what made it special to me was like like a lot like Anthony said it wasn't typical it wasn't you know the the hero goes in with the shiny blade and and you know handles handles things with the brave and bravado he he goes head first no it was a humanistic thing about a guy who basically had a family that he had to make sure were kept alive, which meant making hard decisions like run when you should fight. And it was uh, really good for, and it, it was really good. And it's not even that it was like a Western ask feel to it. I mean, that was part of the draw, but what made it special was the fact that it just showed that, you know, there's still going to be two, like, no matter where you go, how far ahead you go, there's still going to be, you know, the rich and the poor. And, Everybody's still got to find them, make their own way. It was kind of one of those moments for me where it's like, yeah, you got to you got to make your way any way you can. It, like it, it, it instilled like that sense of you got to fight for what you want deal in me. That and, has stuck with. Go ahead. And, and you and I noticed you and David both said the same thing about uh, the main character being like, you know, not not the fighter of the group. I mean, he's a fighter, but he's not the fighter of the group. You know, oh, no, that's he hired his second in command. No, he hired, uh, his, he, he hired his muscle. But I'm, but I think we're looking at it a little bit differently because to me, he is absolutely the rogue of the party. He, he is the sleight of hand. He is the rogue of the party. And I think that makes him closer to an anti-hero than a hero. Oh, Mel is definitely think, an anti-hero, but <laughs> yeah. So I don't think so. Saying, like he doesn't have sense, like though. this paladin burning sword running into the fight. I don't think that was ever meant to be his character, and I think that is one of the things that make it so relatable. So I'm not really sure we took something we flipped it on its head, other than making the rogue the leader of the party, which I, I can relate to. I, you know what? I think I would I would call it a show about a fallen paladin. Yeah. Nope. That's definitely a way to put it. The the other way the the other thing I was thinking of is is it's kind of a show where they're all anti-heroes but in a way that is not beating you over the head with it. I mean, even the priest, you know, even the preacher is not necessarily a great guy. I mean, he's got a past uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of, of do our actions, are we able to maintain ourselves through the actions that we have to do and able to survive? Because in all in all, out in space, it's all about survival. And oh, they yeah. want their family to survive, they do what they have to, and it's whether or not they can live with it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and most of the characters, it also, show, it also delivers a message of who you were isn't who you are. Exactly. It's a big theme, and that's amazing. And a big part of the show is is Mal and Zoe uh, running away from who they were back in the war, and it always seeming to catch up to them. Finding finding them new selves, finding them themselves how they want to be, which not which is honestly not soldiers anymore. But any any chance 
the the verse gets to remind them of what they were it does and it's i don't know if it's supposed to be used as like a humbling device or if it's just you know their past coming back to show them like where they were because you know there's one the one episode when the guy makes himself into a reaver i forget the name of the episode as well um they keep talking to him about his service uh, with the independent army mm-hmm. and talking about why he like what he was as a sergeant. So, but you know, th- these are just some of the things that make it you know special to me. But Brian, like, what's something that makes it really special for you? You know, it really comes down to that one line in that one episode where that guy was like, "This space not big enough for the two of us." I hate you so much right now. Brian. <laughs> I love you so much right now, Brian. Ah, uh, marry me and have my babies. <laughs> uh, uh, now I'm just going to say you're dead. You're, you're I, been... I, I can honestly say I'm not as profound as you guys. I, I say it. It was instantly like my favorite show. It is good. It, it's well made. I like it. Um, it's hard for me to go deep into it because it's all about little moments for me. It's about... Um, Mal getting thrown through the window and you find out it's a hologram. Oh, uh, God, that was great. Oh, that was great. <laughs> it's about Jane betraying the group, but kept on in the group instead of being cast out like you would expect. Little reversals of things. Um, I totally get that. It's about very subtly involving some supernatural elements, but not pushing them in right away just building that up over what was going to be a very slow build mm-hmm. or way overdoing it. <laughs> um, no, it was going to be a long overarching, probably several season long payoff with the, with finding out what the hands of blue thing was about. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, and they didn't even do psychic stuff. They used technology. I mean, really the reason why they wanted river is because she was like a jewel. She was like the only one. Yeah, it's true. I um I I I mean I have no idea where the show could have possibly gone and that's one of the things I think being canceled is one of the things that drives the fascination because we got 14 perfect episodes. There's no bad episodes in season 1. I, I, I does anybody disagree with me on that? Well, they only actually aired 11 of them. So I didn't know about the other 3 until the DVDs came out. <laughs> but I mean Am even I then none of them are bad. No, there there really aren't they're, any. Yeah, any they're all bad ones. tight, good. It's a great season. There's no and if Firefly would have had the opportunity to go on, we would have had bad episodes. I mean, it's just the fact of life with a long running show. Oh, agreed. All of our beloved shows have them. Yeah. Star um, Trek: Next Generation regarded as one of the best uh, tri- uh, Trek series they put out, and there was oh, that, plenty of had, bad episodes. They had some real turds. Oh, there were there was some there. Oh man, season season one and two. Holy uh, hell, how did that not get canceled? <laughs> right. So, um, I would like to talk about where we could have led. We have about we have about forty minutes left. Where could have Firefly gone? Um. So, um, Anthony, what character would you like to have seen an episode focused on? Like, you know, the show goes on longer. They're gonna have episodes where. One character is the focus. I mean, we had that with war stories with um, with Wash. We kind of focused on Wash. Um, if the show kept going, what character would you like to have seen an episode focused on? What could have happened? Anthony? Uh, definitely on um, Book. Is that his name? Book? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting mixed up because I, I'm playing Vampire, and one of our friends is playing a character named Shepard. So. Uh. Ah. 
Uh, well, his book. name is his character name is Shepherd Book. So there we go. I think a character. I think a whole episode focused on him would have been awesome because you could obviously tell there is a lot going on. Uh, he um, was the focus of the graphic novel that came out, if memories. Yeah, I I have a feeling that there was a lot of badness in his background. Like at one time he was like probably super villainy. Or maybe not villainy, but very villainy. And then something happened, and he was like, I need to turn this around. And that's why he did all the religious stuff, is he's trying to repent. There's a there's a short-run comic book out there that uh, that fully covers what book was before he was a shepherd. Yeah, he was well, an I operative, didn't... wasn't he? He was like the operative. Yeah. Well, I didn't read that, so... Well, you should. You need <laughs> to find it. I don't, it's hard. I don't it's just one of the... It's a dude. This is one you should read, but well, the downside is it's very hard to find. Anthony, I'm not a comic book guy. You should read that comic book. I I have four Warhammer 40k comics, and I read one of them. <laughs> so Anthony, pretending that those comics never happened, where would you have liked Fine. to see the character of God? <laughs> um, well, obviously, I I the way I saw him is I was like, okay, so <clears throat> he shot that one person, so he obviously has no problem shooting people. Um, he knew where to shoot them, so he knows how to cause pain. So I, I thought he might have worked for the um the alliance, and I thought maybe he was like um uh like a like a torture, like got information out of people like via torture. Um, and so I, I that thought that definitely would have been interesting. And so I thought that maybe he afterwards, like he, I don't know, he had a moment, maybe like torturing one of his victims or something, or one of the people he's trying to get information out of, like a brown coat. Like they had said something, and that made him go like, like kind of snap in his brain. And like over time, like things were kind of like getting him to be like, this is really fucked up. Why the fuck am I doing this? And then the whole turn to God thing. I think it would have been a really cool episode too to build up to a kind of clash between him and them because they're all brown coats. And if he was this like this person who was like torturing information out of brown coats, I think it would have created a really neat um, clash between different people on the ship. It makes sense. That theory makes total sense because of what we learned about him in War Stories, how he was quoting the same quotes that Niska was quoting in that episode. Yeah, exactly. So I think that would have been a really cool arc for him. Uh, David, who – same question. Character you wanted to see more of. Whole episode dedicated to. Mine is a little bit different. I wanted to dive more into Badger and his backstory and learn more about him as a character. Uh, if you don't remember ah, Badger, he's mine. Yeah, he's Badger was such an interesting character, and you only meet him the two times, and both times he's in and out. He's a bad guy, but he's also their friend, but he's totally a bad guy. That's and the I, same I, actor that plays. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, that's the same actor that plays Crowley. Yeah, yep. I want to say yes. Mark Shepard. Brian. Yeah. Yep, that's Mark Shepard, the actor who plays Crowley. Everybody confirmed it, even though you needed me to. <laughs> you're her, you're her touch point. Yes, but uh, yeah, well, I, I, I'm I, really bad with names, and I need I need context, and Brian knows that. In an episode where his and Mal's, you know, where they met, how they how they got to be this frenemy type deal they've got now, and everything, I think it would have made for an interesting episode, or even a short arc. Uh, Erica, how about you? What do you what, what would you have liked to have seen? I um I wanted Jane. I want to talk about Jane. Like he he was I mean, he's not my favorite character, but he always he was just such an enigma. There was and, an entire episode about Jane. 
No, but I wanted to see no, more about it. the hero of Canton. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hero of Canton. Yeah, no, I know. Kind of, I know what you're saying, though. Eric. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I get, get it. it. I mean, like be. we know Jane's mom is still alive. I mean, I yeah. wanted her. That sh- yeah. An episode where he goes back to see his mom would be. He's a total yeah. mama's boy when he's at. Oh home. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's yeah. clearly he's wearing her hat constantly. I mean, come on. Oh man, like he walks in and like right before they walk in, he like spins around and he's like. You don't tell her nothing about none of them killings or anything. <laughs> totally. Oh, wow. I can totally picture that. Erica, oh, did you amazing. have more? Because we totally... Sorry, we cut you off. You. We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to see more, not necessarily about his past, but more insightfulness and in watching him like grow as a character because he's very, he's very much the mercenary. But the, he does things, you know, when, like, when, it was it Kaylee got shot or whatever? Like, he does things that show that he truly actually cares about people, even though he left his last gang by just wanting more money in a bigger room. So, I mean, yeah, to well, me, there, there's more to him. And I think that watching the relationships that he's in right now develop him as a character even if it's not something he acts on, but just like those moments were of self-reflection, I think would be great. Um, and of course, going back and seeing his mom would be hilarious, I'm sure. But he he was just one of those characters that had so much room to grow and to change that I think there was a very big missed opportunity. So that's where that's where I am on it. Mikey, what about you? I have to say, I would like to see a little. I would like to see some some backstory on like why, what drove Zoe to join to volunteer for the in, uh, for the independent army, and a little bit more of her and Wash's earlier relationship. Because Ooh, yeah, that would be fun. I would have liked to have seen how their romance actually started, and you know, watch her dive into a little bit more of her reasonings of why she has her like what started her loyalty complex and not just like to Mal because we can we always know you know it's because of you know her respect for him that's why she followed him out after the war but like what what caused like what was the things in her life that that caused her to develop you know these respects for people like Mal because she I just want to see I want to see it get dived a little more because I thought her character was very was fleshed really well and you could see a lot of her reasonings for for you know why she would be with somebody like Watch and why she would follow Mal, but I want to see like the nexus points for her, like what like having her deal with something like because she's she was such a powerful character, and I wanted I would love to see an episode where she has to dive where we have to dive into back into like maybe see her before she was a, she was able to take care of herself, see see something about see something about her where you know she was not necessarily able to fight. I'd really like to see that, just to see like the nexus point that is Zoe. I can see that. I think that would be really, really cool. But in in my mind, when I'm thinking about like the cast, like, and I think all gamers do this. If if they don't, then maybe I'm just the weird one. But when I think about a cast of a show, I kind of put you know like labels on them, like we were playing a fucking campaign. And to me, she's the true fighter. She is the absolute fighter of the group and being able to see the origin of that and why she did that, I think would be 
really appropriate. Like I can imagine it being like, and, and I am not as versed as you guys are. So maybe, maybe there's something that I'm missing, but maybe like when she was a little girl, her father died. And so all of a sudden she had to take care of her mom and et cetera. You know, what brought it out that she had to be so violent and, yeah, what, and to be such a fighter? Yeah. What caused her to have to take these kind of hard stands? So exactly. I think it, and, and why, and not only what caused her to do it, but why is she so comfortable doing it? Because she really is. Yeah, so. oh, she's she's totally fine with pulling the trigger. Exactly. And it, yeah, but you know, but Brian, you know, what would be somebody besides Badger you'd like to see a focused episode on? I'm kidding. I, um, still be Badger. <laughs> I am most fascinated with the non-combatants on the show, and I would love an episode where um, Wash and Kaylee are stranded in a hostile environment together with no support. Oh, oh my geez. god, that would that be would cool! Be fabulous, and it would be all piloting tricks and like engineering tricks. Oh, so like the two of them are in a junkyard or something, and the place starts getting robbed. Yeah, and they make stuff. Oh wow, that's oh, awful! Man. It's it's Scotty, point, it's Scotty and Sulu. It's, it's <laughs> stuck in a. <laughs> and, I just know, think that would be talking, amazing. Talking oh. about like Kaylee, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think she was one of the first, like, women engineers, like, that was on mainstream television. Uh, like, I know... I, I will agree to that. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'll definitely agree to it. I mean, I know there were, you know, you have, like, the, the Star Trek, like, women in the background doing stuff like that. And things um, like that. Oh, Belana Torres beat her out. Belana oh, Torres okay, yeah. Was she was the chief engine was the chief engineer for Voyager. But okay. I will say, but okay, it's Tom, but you it's see Tom Paris getting, a lot of Torres in the junkyard. But, but, but Star Trek <laughs> is different because it's a lot of pushing buttons. You see Kaylee with like grease on her and stuff okay. like that, like yeah. physically putting things together. So yes. that's what I'm saying. He's more of a mechanical she, engineer, and Belana Torres is more of an electrical engineer. Absolutely. Exactly. And yeah. so for me, that was one of the really cool things that stood out about her. And I think that makes Brian's scenario work really well because it would be her throwing something together and then maybe Wash figuring out how to make it move or something or, or like pilot but whatever it is. This yeah. episode would be amazing. Yeah, their only way out is to fix a small shuttlecraft that he can pilot or something. And you, and they, have to, they have to go scrounge for parts while these guys are hunting for him. And you'd have to do I a scene. Or better, she makes a drone, and he has to use that drone to fly over and like oh, wow, kill awesome. the guys so they can get out. <laughs> well, I can like, just imagine a... this scene at the end where they're all surrounded, and Kaylee like pushes a button, and booby traps just spring up from everywhere. She, <laughs> yes. she Macaulay Culkin's them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you'd have to do a scene where some thing spooks Wash. He jumps in the air, and Kaylee catches him. Oh my god, that would be yeah, the best. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, like I would love like Scooby Doo. I love it. Yeah, like, the booby traps <laughs> is like what gets them, gives them their chance to get to their homemade shuttle. And as they're flying, like at one point, they take like a hit, and like the maybe like the steering wheel or joystick or whatever that they uses to fly with, like gets damaged, and he has to like start pulling on a wire to activate a thruster to cause a turn. But like he just like starts like he's figuring out ways to fly it like because it's like taking damage and she's in the back like just banging on shit like please keep together please oh, right oh, before, like right before like everything gives out 
the ship just like slams into the cargo bay of Serenity, and they just get out and they're like, ah, "So how was your guys' day?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Anthony, what are some what are some other ideas you got? What are some plot points, conflicts, things that could be reintroduced, things that could be introduced? What What would you like to see in an episode? So, because it's a Joss Whedon show, and he did this for Buffy, and I imagine he would definitely do this for this show. I I imagine he even had one planned in his head. But I I I would have loved in seeing to have seen a future episode where it was a musical episode. Yeah, I was gonna say the musical episode, <laughs> like once more was feeling. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, there has to be a Firefly musical episode. Of course, <laughs> but it well, but it has to be all like Western shanties and stupid <laughs> shit like that. Oh, yeah. oh man, Shepard. Oh, Hope. that's fantastic. To him, I love that. Like idea. maybe they end up on a weird planet where for some reason this planet is like the people are just like we sing everything. And it's well, our custom. Or I don't know how the fuck they would explain no, no, it. You do stage it, a robbery. No, the way you do it is they're they're staging a heist. Yeah. And they have to infiltrate a musical festival. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, see that that's that's festival, way better than my dumb idea. <laughs> and of course you find for you to break out into song at any time. You find out that um Jane is like an amazing singer. Oh yeah. No, no. It was like my Pop my like, yeah. you'd, have to, you'd have to have Jane be like the most beautiful singer out of nowhere. And everyone's like, What Her the favorite. fuck? Yeah. Wash and Wash and Kaylee can dance. That'd you just be see great. Simon staring at Jane like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> like it's one of those things where he tries not like he's he planned like he seems like his face where he plans on not letting Jane live this down and then like you see him just totally take somebody out in a very vicious way, and Simon just like gives that look, like never mind, <laughs> right? Um, so definitely, uh, definitely a musical episode that would have to happen. Um, David, since I stole uh, your musical idea, do you got a backup? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a bunch of them. Um, one of the ones <laughs> I was really, really interested in was I know that uh, Nishka got away in War Stories, which, by the way. My favorite episode. Uh, you did it again, you rap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to. I knew he was going to come back as a big bad, probably for a, the actual season finale, and I really wanted to see that and to figure out, you know, more of of why he's the bastard he is, how they're able to 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 get him to get his goat, whether or not they even kill him. Maybe they just leave him alone on a station or something. I, I don't. But yeah, that would have been that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, after me is Erica, who might not be here, so we'll go to Mikey. Ooh. Well, honestly, I would like to see like for an episode. It was touched on, you know, and it's supposed to be one of the big lost plot points is um, what's going on with Anara. Like, oh yeah. Um, either see it uh, fall flush out as she actually did have have something that was killing her slowly and she just decided she wanted to see the verse uh, in her last days or you know make it out to where you know she had at one point she had to take her syringe and but there's no antidote so it's like but whenever it's it's administered it can kill you slow it can kill you slowly after its effects against your attackers is over hmm just something like that, or honestly, just like she's traveling to try and find the cure, and it was just something she wanted to keep from them. And it's like one reason why she was deciding she wanted to leave. Like yeah. she she was trying to save them from that. And in the season two, they could have honestly just had it to where, you know, 
they either get contacted by her or by somebody close to her, and they're just like, she needs you. She's not gonna let them. She's not gonna let you, let you guys know this herself, but she needs you. And like, she confided in somebody why she left and what was going on with her. And just the whole episode is basically focused on them tr- not really curing her, but trying, but starting like like starting maybe a mini arc through the season about trying to figure out a way to help her. I dig it. Because that was one thing that I really that that I really would have loved to have seen, you know, finished out at least like a good chunk of it handled in the second season. Oh yeah. Maybe the season two finale is, you know, her cliffhanger. Dun, dun, dun. Does does she or doesn't she? Dun dun dun. But about you, Brian? Have you ever uh, thought about anything, you know, that you would you would like to see in another season? Something maybe fleshed out or something brought up? Oh, before I start, is Erica back yet? No. No, I don't. She think. usually she usually notifies us. Okay, um, mine is similar to um, to um, David's in that it's a character that. Was oh, you mean left... the rat bastard? Yeah, um, <laughs> a character that you were left wondering about. I wanted to see the return of Jubal early. Ooh, yeah, I loved him so much. He was a monster, but I loved him so much. And Joss so Whedon good. has confirmed he's alive. And actually, on a side note, you know who else is confirmed alive? Mm. Mm. The Marshal from episode one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, really? it's in a whole oh. comic. It, it it once again, comic books. They, Le- they leaves in the wind, back. yeah. Um, yeah, he, gets, you actually see him talking to people. Yeah, he gets rescued, and then they, um, they like, fix him with cybernetics. Well, here I am. But Jubal Early, um, Joss Whedon so claimed that he survived, and he had the last lines of the show. Yep. Um, he, was ba- he was inspired by Boba Fett. Yeah. Am I a lion? <laughs> no. Are you a lion? Oh, I thought you... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was probably the most, the, the most multidimensional vi- villain I've ever seen on a show. He, he, was, he was great and disturbing. Uh, uh, it, yeah. the, the, fact that, the fact that he had palpable madness, just the way he talked, the way he acted. Oh, yeah. But he had then a clear I focus, but say, he was clearly mad. I want to say something... That I think that where the show would have gone, I think early would have ended up joining the crew. Eventually, I think it would have been yeah, it would have been season yeah. season three. He would have he would have he would have tagged on. I think I know. I and I it would have been the weirdest thing, but it would have worked mm-hmm. wonderfully. And he's, he should... and he's related to book. Oh God. Oh, that's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, only because you made it that way. I'm, I'm <laughs> murderer standpoint. Of course, the two black guys need to be related. Michael. <laughs> oh fuck the fuck. As, no, I just thought it'd be interesting because Book is like seen as this embodiment of like goodness, uh, even though he did have like a lot of shit in his past. And Jupiter is supposed to be like this like evil incarnate feel. I think it'd have been great where he was like at one point he was just like, yeah, well, this is why I left you with your mom. So Erica, we've been talking about. Plot points and conflicts would be introduced. Anthony wants to see a musical episode. David wants to see the return of Niska. Um, Mikey wants to see things go further with Inara and that plot story. And I want the return of Jubal early from the last episode. What would yep. you like to see? So Erica's coming off delay and is changing the initiative order. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> well, sorry. She held her action. Um, ready to action. So what I would like to see is I would like to see uh, Haley in charge of the ship. Like everybody else is somehow incapacitated, and she's got to like make all the decisions. 
on how to get everybody out. Hmm. That's but a I great was, idea. That is good. Because she's so unsure of herself in everything but the thing that she does. Just watching her use her skills to be able to accomplish something when everybody else is just unable to assist her, I think would be great. I can just imagine Mal t- telling Haley, inspiring her to be able to do it, saying things like, we've seen you lead people in the engineering room and tell people what to do there. Do the same thing here. <laughs> her name's Kaylee, not Haley. Come on. Yeah, man. Haley, right? Haley? Kaylee. Haley. That's what I said, right? Hey, no, Haley? You, you said Haley with an H. Stop that. It's it's my Haley, right? Uh, I hate you all. <laughs> but to see uh, see Kaylee do that would be cool. Yeah, I th- I think that I think it would be it would definitely be something like like I think I just like seeing characters taken out of their comfort zone. Like Absolutely. for me, when I watch a show or or it's it's why Winter Soldier is actually my favorite Marvel movie. Is I, I, I haven't love... seen it. Okay, <laughs> take shocked. your headset off. <laughs> I'm shocked. Take your headset um, off. I, well, no, I'm not spoiling it. I'm just saying that I love the character development. Like, for for me, a show is all about character development. And when you take a character out of their comfort zone and throw them somewhere else, you know, I feel like that is where they have the most opportunity to either embrace it or fail miserably. And it doesn't even matter if they fail miserably. What if Kaylee did fail miserably and the worst thing that happened was they lost the ship, and now they had to go back and get the ship. I mean, because characters fail, and especially in this show, they fail. So it's not something where she would have to be, like, the hero. It's just watching that that development of her character when she's put into a situation that she's just uncomfortable in. So, but yeah, that's where I am. Good. Very good. So um, with a show going on like that, I mean, I already brought up that Early could probably would probably have ended up being a new crew member on the ship. What kind of new crew members could be introduced? I mean, existing characters, new characters. Let's go crazy, Anthony. Um, well, what I think would have actually happened is instead of new characters, I think later in the series, I think they would have killed someone off. I, I think they would have killed someone off, and so I think they would have removed the character, not added more. And they might have found someone to replace that character. Um, I don't know who. But I, that's what I think would have happened. I think they would have killed someone off, and I think it would have been really bad. Like, maybe, like, Kaylee, or... <laughs> no, if anyone... I Last think it would time have, I, I think checked, it... Wash was dead. Well, um, yeah, but that's from the movie. Um, if they the were going to get rid of anybody, it probably would have been uh, Inara, because um, the actress, uh, Marina, went off. Or Inara, yeah. She, she would... That was, that was the other one I was thinking, too, but I couldn't remember her name. But, yeah, she... she her too was an option. Uh, I think they would have killed someone off and probably like what would have been considered like one of the most depressing episodes ever and would have made everyone cry. I think that's what would have happened. Okay. Or it could be like that character died and now they're out for vengeance or something like that. Because oh, I can definitely. See, especially with Inara, because of how Mal feels about her, you know, I feel like that would definitely be something like she was murdered and now he's going to go find out who the son of a bitch is. Exactly. And, then, and then find out that there's a lot more layers to her past and there's a lot more layers to how everything is intertwined and end up getting themselves like wrapped up in this thing that they didn't even want to be wrapped up in. Yeah, it could have been like a whole season thing, like a jealous boyfriend coming out, like a or no, not a jealous boyfriend, jealous like wife coming after her. And yeah, 
Well, I was thinking more political. Like, it was more yeah. politically charged. Uh, like, maybe maybe she was a consort to somebody that is a political figure, and he told her secrets, and now they're trying to make sure she never says anything about yeah, it. Yeah, loose ends you know. and all that. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe, maybe early comes back for her. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, like, <laughs> man, you guys always take my ideas, but make them better. <laughs> okay, so David, what do you th- who do you think would have been a new crew member or who would be removed? <gasps> um well, I, I already said I think they would have gotten rid of Inara. If not her, then probably Book would have been the other one that left. Um for various reasons. He either would have just left or he would have died like he did in the movie. I think that if they it, it would have been a major character arc change for Mal if Book had died under his watch. And that's what happens in the in Serenity, the movie, is there's a Mal takes a big character shift when Book dies, with the, at least they're able to talk at the end uh, for a few minutes before he passes. But yeah, there's a big character shift for Mal there, and it would have it would have changed the whole tenure of the show. There would have been a lot of of oh Shepherd Book would have loved this, and then everyone looks forlorn for a moment. <laughs> and yeah, I, that's that's the the one I think that would have affected the the cast the most. Another another big one would be if if like Zoe died or something. Mal would be crushed if he lost Zoe. We would all be crushed if we lost Zoe. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that would be Mal bad. and Wash especially would be just completely devastated. They might even end up becoming better friends because of it in the long run. But yeah, it would have been interesting. See Wash take a dark turn for a while. Yeah, right. But, you know, it's 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 you know mid season, third or three or four seasons in. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, Erica, what about you? You got any good ideas? I was thinking that they uh, like a character could be added to the crew that would be like a black market fence, like um, so essentially making their jobs easier and becoming part of the crew and building that sense of trust. And, you know, maybe they're also a little bit of a, a rogue scoundrel uh, character to where, you know, they have like some sort, you know, something more than that to bring to the team. But then really end up being like, you know, trying to get close to River and build more of that storyline from a different angle. That way we find out a little bit more about, you know, slowly over the time you know, what do they want her for? Why do they want her? How's it, you know, you know, just from like a different angle, because then you have the ability to watch, you know, great. All these things are going right from the, for them. They're, they're getting this money. They're having to do less heist. They're, they're able to, you know, build up, you know, their equity more and, and have more options. And this character seems like this greatest thing that could have happened to them. And then is really just, you know, playing the, the opposite end of trying to, you know, get close to Mal and get close to, you know, Zoe and the whole, you know, with them being, you know, part of the resistance. And, and then also, like, maybe they accidentally discover River and realize that she's who, you know, people are looking for, her, you know what I mean? Like, just kind of that that back alley character that they may never find out is really the one that's, you know, fucking with them. I think think an interesting plot to go from that would be to like introduce a character like that. That's part of the underworld and have it be for a few episodes where that character ends up being part of the crew, but then Badger helps them figure out that that guy is, um, is um, actually out to get them. And then Badger alienates himself with his own crew and ends up joining the crew. 
That would be cool, too. That would be pretty neat. I'd like to see that. That'd be good. That's it sounds great. very Whedon to do. It does, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's amazing. And he we goes to James Bunk and says he'll sleep now. there. He goes to James Bunk and he's like, I like this one. And he lays down and Jane goes, that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey, what about you? I think you're up. Well, I think what I would like to see. And we're all out of time. Um, as for new crew wise, I would like to see because Kaylee's so confident in her ability to fix Serenity to keep her flying. I mean, she has her moments of like doubt where she's like, oh, maybe I could have done something better. But she's always been very confident uh, that, you know, she can fix her. She can make sure the parts go. She keeps she keeps Serenity flying. I would like to actually see a, a, a small conflict character show up, if not just for a few episodes. Um, someone who, like, they actually like, like an uh, like another mechanic shows up and like they like just becomes a temporary ca- a crew member even. And he's like an older man who, like, he was part of the he like was one of the ones that like designed Fireflies or like or like he's worked on them since he was a kid. And like, but he's got a chip on his shoulder and it actually like. Like like a minor conflict between him and Kaylee, of uh, like through that through him becoming a crew member for a while, uh, but towards the end, you know they they realize they can learn from each other because he sees the things that she's done that actually improves her that improves Serenity's abilities, and he's just like at one of those moments where he's just like in awe, like why didn't we think of that kind of deal? See, see, I like that idea, but less of the conflict and more of like the. The the solo Ray thing that happened. In, something yeah, in, come, something kind of yeah. like not really a conflict, but like kind of like they them like on top of each other a little bit, not like just get, getting used to each other kind of a deal. And then right as they like finally have that moment where there's like the big connection, maybe I don't want to say maybe have him like something happen and him die, or but like make it to a point where if they find out something about him and he's just like in order to protect you guys. I have to leave. What I could see happening is Kaylee is the one who brings him on. Kaylee is like hero worship of this guy and brings him on. And it ends up creating conflict because he's not as perfect as she thinks he is. Oh, see, I that. That'd be good. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Kind of one of those don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be a good trope to follow. Go ahead. I also think that it would be a really good part of Kaylee's arc too, because she would be, you know, if she meets this hero and he's like, no, you're doing like these amazing things that I didn't even think about. I mean, that really built her confidence and, and built her character out too. So yeah, it would be like a don't meet your hero kind of thing, but it would also be like, give her the the confidence to know that she's capable of more. Oh, totally. And like have, that episode happened right before the episode where Kaylee gets put in charge after everybody gets hurt and like use that as like a step point for like the episode where like there's an explosion and like in the main, in the main sitting area, but she was like checking on the engine. So she's the only one that's not hurt. I think those two episodes would play really well to each other. I agree. I agree a lot. Brian, what what do you think? I want to see, um, Mal's commanding officer become part of the crew for a while. Got killed on the planet. No, no, someone, someone from like his boot camp or something, like his Ooh. drill sergeant or something like that. Someone that, 
um, that Mal idolizes. He brings him on as this big giant like war buddy. I mean, you could do I, I don't want to do the tropey thing where he ends up being secretly darker or something like that. I'd like him to be on for a while where he really is what Mal says and he really is this thing. But then the conflict comes from Mal's change so much that he doesn't believe that stuff anymore. And it kind of helps Mal. It kind of helps Mal find some of his old passion, but also realize that he's where he belongs now. I like that. That's good. Yeah, you can do it where this guy shows up. That he's beyond that, and maybe maybe realizing that he's beyond a, a lot of that helps him deal with the conflict that he has about his past and how it haunts him. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, and the conflict would be with this new guy and Zoe. It would be like this guy shows up and Zoe's never met him before. This is someone Mal only had communication with. And Mal pushes it real hard. This guy gets them to do some kind of job that is against the alliance that isn't profitable at all. It's just a way to try to get the to get the war going again. And Mal's totally for it and tries to actually push for this to happen and then ends up changing his mind and realizing that's not what he believes anymore. Yeah. No, I get it. That's that's awesome. Really good idea. Yeah, that'd be yeah. So that would, um, that'd be that actually would be really good. Yeah. Now so I, I, I do I do have to say before we before you close this out, there is one recurring character that none of us have mentioned. Yo Yosef uh, Bridge. Yeah, that was actually going to be who I originally brought up, and I decided not to. I was gonna I was gonna bring her up because I mean obviously she was going to come back over and over again. I didn't oh, think yeah. she was worth mentioning just because she was going to be. <laughs> and, Two With or three four episodes and four season. names. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no, that's the thing. Her name's different to every character that meets, or to every character that's ever come in contact with. She has a different name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that she would just be kind of considered a temporary crew member because she would be like on their side or not on their side over and over and over again. Or like the next time they meet her, they actually have to go find her because they were going to do episodes where she swindled each person in the group one at a time. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I could agree with that, but yeah, like they have to go find her, and then like when they're like we're looking for blah blah, and then they like it, like it, there's like a little montage where they're they're meeting different guys, and, and a it ends up girls, being her, and you know, each one, on. and each time they mention her and they discover they're like, oh, you mean blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, they were gonna even they were gonna even find her at one point where she was pretending to be a man and she was uh, someone's husband. Wow. Yeah, they were gonna totally do that. I'm sure. Uh, it, it was gonna awesome. be amazing. It was going to be like, you oh, were married like... to her, too? <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for this person. Man, she looks a lot like my husband. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, wait, what? And right, comes around the corner. Hey, who's at the door? Man. Malcolm Reynolds. So this was a fantastic episode. And I think we wrapped this up better than most we have, where we covered every single thing we planned on talking about. Yay! Yay! We call ourselves professionals. I know, once. right? <laughs> Away like from professionals or something. Um, Firefly is an awesome show that we love, and it's going to be reboot eventually. It'll happen, and we're probably going to love that too. Um, and Joss Whedon's son will do it. Yeah. <laughs> looking and, at um, you, Netflix. Looking at you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, you're our only hope. 
why I haven't canceled my Netflix yet. Or, or Amazon Prime. It could be Amazon Prime. They do good stuff, too. Eh, they've been hit and miss uh-huh. with their shows. Fuck Bezos. <laughs> so, um... Uh, that's it for our episode, and I was I was um, Super Vic and Brian, and I was joined by um, Hindu Anthony. Bye, everybody. Nurgle loves you. Oh, David the Abolter. We're not going to talk about the Bye, things that nurse. we're into at the end of the episode, because I we're, feel like that was part of the outline. I think we're out of no, time. No, I'm cutting it because we're out of time, unfortunately. That is the job of the host. Um, oh, fine. Cursey Smurferica. Quick, get your thing in there. Um, special Mikey. Bye, everybody. Um, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay off. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Say goodbye, Anthony, and I'll cut you off. Bye.